Welcome to Alphabet Fly and Cyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official ha- uh, handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a child soldier that catches on fire, Fiona! Hi, hi. <laughs> Fiona! <laughs> so, you. Uh, so yeah, today we are talking about someone who's very dear, dear and special in my heart, uh, Toro. Do you have any idea who Toro is? No, is that T O R O? Yep. Like the bull. Yep, has nothing to do with the bull. Okay. No idea, no clue. Okay. Other than child soldier, apparently. Well, well this is this is Toro. It's a fire guy. Is he naked? Well, I mean, technically not. The fire's covering his bits. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if he if he was gendered or not. Well, they are gendered. Um, okay, at least by this standard, because like if they have broad shoulders and and like any muscles, like they're almost always like a man. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, today, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about Toro, and uh, Toro is a is a fire guy, uh, sidekick to the Human Torch, the original one from the forties. Did he set him alight? I mean, I mean, you have to get caught on fire somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, but his name is uh, Thomas Toro Raymond. Um, and he was a circus fire eater, later adventurer, later occupation unknown. Now, in this in this podcast, adventurer means you're homeless. That's fair, yeah. although. If he was homeless with the human torch, you know. Yeah. And well, uh, sidekick. So his identity is secret. Um, his he's a citizen of the United States with no criminal record, and he and he was called the Human Torch One for a little bit while he was an amnesiac. Um. Did they? Did they actually say one? Well, no, no, but that's just a. <laughs> Like, Captain America has... So, so there's been seven Captain Americas, so you have to, like, you know, differentiate them. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so, he his place of birth was in New York City, and his death was an island in the in the Pacific Ocean. Um, and uh, he has a dead father who was named Fred, a dead mother who was named Nora, and a wife who is, I'm guessing, alive. Um. I, w- I was waiting for it. <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of dead wives. Um, Did does she have a name? Yeah, her name is Anne uh, Raymond, probably. Yeah. So, um, so sh- so he was part of the original. Uh, he was a partner of the original Human Torch, a member of the Invaders, uh, Kid Commandos. Oof. Okay. Let me. Oof. Okay. In the All Winter Squad. Let me. Is, is that what it sounds like? Oof. Just Kid Commandos. Yes, it's what it sounds like. There was oof. Uh, just say it. There's so many ch- children soldiers in the in the forties and comics because they're supposed to appeal to like kids. So you have a kid child. I mean, you have a child in there, but when you're writing about War War Two and heroics, you just you're just throwing children up to Nazis and racists. Uh, I I was about to say, are they just trying to say the Hitler Youth can do it, but we can do it better? No, they're American, so that means they're right. So so that they can do it better. <laughs> no, 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 no. What they're doing is bad. What we're doing is okay. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, the to- two totally different things as well. There's no. There's nothing. There's there's nothing really weird with getting a bunch of children to fight Nazis and racistly depicted Japanese soldiers. Kony 2012. Yeah. This so. <laughs> um. So. He first showed his first modern appearance was some Mariner issue number fourteen, but his first appearance ever, um, was in well quarter three nineteen forty, the Human Torch, introducing Toro. Some Mariner crashes through New York again, um, for a long time. Uh, some Mariner. Do you know anything about the Some Mariner? No, Namor. I, and Is I Namor? was confused. No. Okay, so Namor is the king of Atlantis. Also, if if you're talking to me, the king of Atlantis. Also, okay, this this raises an instant question, yeah. which is what what is Fireman doing with Waterman? Well, I I need to talk about some Mariner for a little bit because he's he's one of my Hispandos, one of them. Okay, um, yeah. he's a on and off again hero slash villain. Um, he declares war on the surface world and the air breathers. I would say every other year because they're polluting his 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 ocean. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Just, you know, fair. Um, also, he's shredded like a Ninja Turtle. It's I think a crime against humanity to ever have him have a full shirt on. Like if you draw him with a full shirt on, you're pretty much it's the heck. Like just saying, it's, it's international law. How big is he in relation to a normal man? He's it's the size of a normal man. He's just very pleasantly drawn. That's fair. I just feel like you only get a complete pass for a partial shirt if they are bigger than a normal man. Well, well he's, I mean, he's the size of a normal man in Marvel, which means they're a very big man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, but he's shredded like an inter-turtle. Um, He is the best, and if you say otherwise, obviously you're not saying Namor because he is the best. I've I've never seen Namor. Well, if so. you look at him and you say he's not the best, then you're lying because he's the best. He's also an arrogant asshole, but he he deserves it because he's the best. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. If if the King of Atlantis showed up and said, "I'm going to drown you all because you won't stop putting plastic in the ocean," I would just be like, "Yeah, it's fair." Yeah. So this was back in the day. Uh, first off, it was only ten cents. Um. Also, for basically the Submariner was like just a big character in the forties, and the Human Torch was a big character, so they just fought a lot. Also, you had like the whole fire and water thing, you know. Well, okay, yeah, but that's the bit that I don't get because surely Fireman meets Waterman, Fireman gone. Well, Fireman is actually an android. He still won't be on fire for very long. Well, they. I'm just saying, like they they fought a lot. So, you know, they just follow. And and then wouldn't it short out his electronics? Look, I, I okay, feel so, like he's very okay. much the underdog so, so, in this well, Okay, well, let me, let me go back. He's not an android. He's more of a synthesoid, which is like a com, which is like a really advanced composition of both biology and, and, uh, and electronics. So he's a Borg. Well, if the Borg, whenever they met, if if the Borg were like like sodium, and whenever they're out in the in in the oxygen, they would catch on fire automatically. That would make for a cooler everything. So, yeah, but this is uh, so this is back in the day. 
uh, where they had a lot of stories, including just a regular ass story, which was full of text and not no pictures. So we have six stories here. Uh, we have introducing Toro, the flaming torch kid. Um, Fair. And then we have some, it's the Submariner crushes, crashes New York again. Uh, Matt has Submariner. Then we have extortion for bailout, which was featuring Falcon. And I don't think it's the Falcon I'm thinking of, but it might be. So we got air in this fight. We got water, fire, and air. Well, we're it's about a Pokemon to Pokemon battle. Well, we're about to. I mean, we're about to get Earth, and then we're gonna. The Avatar is gonna show up, and um, okay, this is not the Falcon. It works out. So this is not the Falcon. Uh, that is the fir- one of the first like black characters, um, in Marvel or in comic history. Um, it is the one that was in the Evaders. He basically glided on the air. And he had a falcon symbol. He apparently only appeared in in 10 comics. Um, So then we had a wish come true featuring Jimmy Everett, who I'm assuming is just a white guy. Yeah, no, it's it's a little kid. It was a boy who was shrunk. It's a boy who was tiny and only appeared in this issue. I would like to point something out that will make you happy, I believe. What, what would that? But I could be wrong. What's that? There is a character called Blue Falcon in Harvey Birdman. Yeah. I love So, yeah. Falcon lives on. Yeah. Well, Falcon is also the is was also one of the Captain Americas. Sam Wilson. See, I don't I don't know anything about that. I was just trying to just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so yeah a wish comes true is just about a little boy who gets littler um and uh he only showed up in one issue then we have mentor the magician who i don't know something let me see i'm guessing is a mentor of some course also only showed up in one issue he had magic strange magical powers um and then we have uh, the strange case of the bloodless corpses, um, featuring the fiery, Chupacabra. yeah, featuring the fiery mask, who was also a golden age hero, um, who was part of the twelve, which was like twelve heroes, um, and the of the golden age, um, I'm I'm not even, yeah, <laughs> like he just kind of. He had like a flaming. He had like a mask that looked like flames, and then also had like a, uh, like a mace. That I what? No, because okay. But the question is, a what's the golden age when we don't have a timeline? Well, the golden age is before is basically uh before War Two up to uh, up to the end of War Two. That's 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 the cutoff point for this happened at this time was World War Two and ending. Twelve heroes. Wait, why? Who? They were picked? Moshi International. Okay. They fought Nazis. Good. They also fought That's... communists, which. I mean, less good, but whatever. Tankies are bad too. I don't. Yeah. Right. It, uh, they earned it. All right. That. That says I earned it. Yeah. But. I have to check because you know, yeah. So it gets a bit insane. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, so that's that. That's the six stories I was in the first. I mean, this issue number two of Human Torch. Its final appearance was in Submariner issue number fourteen, and that's not the Submariner. That was the Golden Age one. That would be the original, like the one which was called Burn Namor Burn, and that was in ninety six. Does does he win against the King of the Sea? Well, um, is he that's still his, the King of the Sea? That's his final appearance, so. I'm going to guess he lost. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, he Fair. is. No, he is. He now has his own underwater Avengers, which features a uh, giant man of war. That's sentient. That's cool. Yeah, it's real cool. Do they comics just have underwater cool. battles? Yeah, Co- sometimes. Comics can be... Comics have the the capacity to be cool. I'm going to say that... 70% of the time, comics are cool in some way. I might be biased, though. I've been reading I, comics I re- since I was seven. So. I refuse to sign off on that. Um, but I love certain graphic novels, so I know that they do rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm including, seen- I'm including graphic novels and stuff as that, you know? I, yeah, but have you seen those issues where where the only storyline they could come up with is Superman is fat? Well, that was Golden Age, and also, I don't like Superman, so I ignore those. I mean, if I ignore everything I don't like, then everything is cool. Yeah, and that's, that's... You know, that's, that's the secret, maybe. <laughs> that's how I deal with it. That's how I deal with life right now. I ignore <laughs> yep, the things no. I don't like, and hyperfix it in the stuff I hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I that's a good strategy. Yep. We could all learn something from that. <laughs> so speaking of someone who has a really good strategy for dealing with things he hates, Fred uh Raymond was a young man in the employ of Professor Phineas T. Horton, who would create the original human torch, and was an expert in flame proofing, um, who was conducting experiments with Abestos. I thought he was the Human Torch's sidekick. Yeah. The human, okay. The Human Torch was created. He wasn't made yet. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So, uh, bu- 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 uh, long time exposure to asbestos ruined uh, Raymond's health, and he left Horton's employ. Soon afterwards, Raymond married Nora Jones, a scientist who herself was seriously ill from overexposure to radium in her experience. Wow, that means that's just great. That's just great. Just like, hey, I, I inhaled a bunch of bestos. You were exposed to a lot of radiation. Let's just make like a real, just real not screwed up kid. Real screwed up kid. <laughs> just like, just messed up. We both have gene damage right now. Yep. So we, we, we both qualify for a financial restitution from the US government. Yeah. You have, I have mesothelioma. You have whatever they had for the radi- radium girls in the 60s, I think. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, they honeymooned in Mexico. Nine months later, their son Thomas was born. So, so we made him. Welcome a- to the world, Taurus. Yep. Uh, I, some would say he was, he was born to be set on fire because he has a best dose in his blood. He was totally, I'm surprised he didn't come out lit. Yeah, uh, or at least glowing. 
Well, that happens sometimes. There, there's one couple who was Miss America and Wizard, who were also both uh, part of the Invasors. Um, they had a child after being uh, irradiated very heavily, and uh, their child came out as a uh, gigantic nuclear monster. Ow! Well, I mean, Ow. it turned. Into, I mean, it was a baby that turned into a gigantic nuclear okay. monster. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's comics. You don't know that that could just just be a horrific situation. Yeah, could be. So, um, wow. So uh, they nicknamed him Toro after the Spanish word for bull as a private joke. In the memory of the bullfights that they've seen on their honeymoons. Okay. Hey, honey, do you remember that time we saw an animal get tortured to death? Wasn't it romantic? I think we should name our son after him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> As Thomas grew into boyhood, his parents realized that they would probably die of their illnesses before he became an adult. Wow. Okay, cool. That's a great thing to put out there, kid. Yep. This is, uh, they're not great parents. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Okay, okay, you know what? This is a good sentence. However, they discovered that uh, Toro, uh, well, sorry, Thomas was immune to fire. And Nora theorized that he was immune. So basically the abestos in his blood was probably real. Okay, okay yes. Yeah. But that sentence also, how did they figure that out? Um, That was, that's what I like to call a retcon. Where they just, you know, they just sneakily put a sentence in so you don't ask why the person who was irradiated and the other person who had a bunch of abestos didn't make a messed up child. Didn't, uh, no, I did they drop him in a fire? How did they find out that he was immune? I don't know. Like, because I can see, I can see two people that messed up going, let's drop our child we named after the animal torture into this fire to see what we've created. I mean, I know as a child I set fire to a lot of things, so maybe he was setting fire to stuff and he was just like, wow, this doesn't hurt, mom. And then she was just like, wow, that's not right. I, I, set, I had to set fires every night to heat the house, and I don't think I ever stuck my hand in there. Well, you know, sometimes people are uh, dumb idiots, like I was when I was a child. <laughs> I, I mean, everybody's a dumb idiot, so point point to you. <laughs> I liked fire. I like setting stuff on fire. I also like touching fire with it. Fire's the best. Fire's so good, especially whenever your grandpa teaches you how to set fire real good. Oh hell yeah! Just saying, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that grandpa. I'm gonna mm, if I ever have kids, I my kids are gonna hate me. I I really miss having a having to set fires to heat the house. I have to say, fires that are is great. Right there. There's something. It's the coziest thing. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of someone who's on fire, one day Raymond, <laughs> uh, Raymond's home was invaded by a costume criminal named Abesto Lady and her gang. Abesto Abesto no! Lady utilized fires in her crime, protecting herself with Abestos, and. Intended to oh my god, I need this. It, it intended to force Raymond to develop a new means which uh, she could... Intended to force Raymond to... Okay, sorry, I just remembered his father's... They're going talking about his father. Intending to use Raymond to, to develop new means which she could use a best of in crime. Um, the original Human Torch, who had been watching the Raymond's home, suspected that the Abestos lady... Would con uh, would be con would contact such a noted authority on Obestus. The <laughs> uh, I mean, fair. Yeah. So then he broke it and captured the gag. 
The best was. Have you seen her outfit? No. It's amazing. Sorry, I'm using your wiki against you, but she literally wears a suit of asbestos. It's you know, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's going to backfire on her horribly, but I mean, she you know she, her her major crime was not getting a settle bit from the U.S. government for methylmercury. <laughs> <laughs> And if you look at the pictures of her, she's also smoking, so she's just not... It was a bad idea. One of the Human Torch's, like, chief villains for, like, uh, for a while was a Bestos man, and guess guess, guess how he died? Nesothelium. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, he tried. I mean, you know, you can... Although, to be fair, if I was fighting a man that was made of fire, is there... Is there a better thing to use? Well... I mean, I feel like that's so, the pact you have to make. So okay, so the Human Torch that came after the Johnny Storm Human Torch, um, he was fighting someone named Plant Man, and apparently he was subdued by a bunch of dew off of bushes. So, oh, that's fit. Oh, that yeah. and and that's cooler. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, so yeah, Bessus Lady, however, escaped. And uh, the Human Torch learned about Thomas's immunity to fire from his parents. It decided to keep to watch over the Raymonds. To keep watch over the Raymonds. Uh, to protect yeah. both of them from a bestest lady and to monitor uh, Thomas's development. Soon after, Fred Raymond learned that he, he and his wife was only a few, only had a few more weeks to live. He kept the news from her and instead hurriedly arranged a vacation trip for the family, which would be Nora's last. Okay. They embarked on the trip by train, by, uh, but a Bessos lady, obsessed with making up for a failure, captured Raymond and had a huge tree trunk placed in the tracks. The train hit the trunk and was derailed and wrecked. Fred and Nora, uh, Raymond died. When the train burst into flames, uh, but when the train burst into flames, but Thomas escaped. A merry team of circus eaters, Tom and Ellie, uh, uh, Alexander, was driving by and saw Thomas rushing into the flames unharmed, trying to find his parents. Moved by both sympathy and the orphan's plight, by the realization that he would uh, be a boon to their act, okay. oh my God. they decided to take him <laughs> under their wig. Can can we just pretend that that human compassion drove them, and then they've just retconned it because two months later, when they were running out of money, they suddenly realised, you know, crap, we could use this kid. I'm gonna say that was probably second first. Do you reckon? Yeah. No, like the okay. idea of treating a child with any with any respect was a fairly recent thing. I mean, I refuse to believe that for my own mental health, but okay. <laughs> but the idea of treating dogs with any respect is a fairly recent thing, too. That's, I mean, that's true, but I still feel like if somebody saw a dog crying, they'd go hug it. Even if it was just a tool you use for hunting, it's still no, crying. No, 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 that's not how it was looked at for a long time. <laughs> that's, don't, don't care. <laughs> The, revisionist history the idea of respecting things is a very recent thing <laughs> yeah no 
No, like I, and 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 some people still haven't quite caught up with it, but I refuse to believe that. So, uh, weeks later, after news report began spreading news of the amazing boy fire eater and his immunity to flame, the original Human Torch and the Besso Lady simultaneously realized that uh, who Tor was and set out to find him. The Human Torch captured the Besso Lady and her gang, and then headed for the uh, circus where Toro was performing. As Tor- uh, the Torch approached Toro, his presence caused Toro to burst into flames, like the Human Torch himself. But, while remaining unharmed uh the torch realized that toro had the same powers as, as he did and the torch then became toro's legal guardian it trained toro to use his powers and the original human torch became a crime fighting team now that would be i don't know like you know that'd be like you know oh we're, we're saving pretty crimes you know all that stuff also like i, I don't want to get into this but like honestly jewelry stores and uh and and banks are insured, and you just get more people in danger by trying to take out the people stealing from them. I'm I'm so confused because I've never seen this, but I just assumed they'd purge them with fire, as is the way. But but you know they were they were just all American crime fighting team. You know a uh, a guy who stole a child and adopted him. <laughs> yep, we we we've got child theft. Yep. But then I assume the way they fight crime is by burning it. Yeah. So if I got a bank robber, I'll just burn him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not seeing the problem here. I mean, I I, fi- I find that you know stealing from capitalist institutions that are insured are not really even a crime. But you know, that's me. No, that's true. That that shouldn't that shouldn't warrant you know a violent death. I'm I'm just saying that if if you if you want to purge something pedophiles maybe you can burn Epstein's island down. Well, I mean we'll we'll get to it. They do burn a, per- a very very important person in history, and I'm very pro it. Uh, is it Hitler? Yes, it is. They, oh fuck yeah! Yeah, canonically in Marvel, <laughs> they uh, they kill Hitler. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. we'll we'll get to that. So Um So while the United States entered World War II, the original Human Torch and Toro became founding members of the Invaders. Toro remained with the Invaders for the length of war, except for when he was serving with the Kid Commandos. Toro, who was present during the hum- original Human Torches uh a uh, killing uh with the Human Torch, killed Adolf Hitler. And after the war, Toro and the Human Torch continued with the invaders under the new name, the All Winner Squad, where they basically is 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 this the canonical Hitler death as well in Marvel? That being said, he did his brain was uploaded to a Hitler clone, which later became the Hate Monger. But the original Hitler body was killed by two flaming people standing outside of his bunker, shooting fire while he was just burning to death. Okay, you can't hear it, but I am pumping my fist in the it's, air because it's that is very the best. metal. It's very metal. Like I feel, I f- I feel like so for this. Uh, unfortunately, later they went after a bunch of communists. So I feel like you know. Yeah, but were they tankies or were they just nice people? Well, I mean, I don't know. Let's like think. I, I would burn Stalin. I would burn Stalin. Yeah. Karl Marx, would, no, see, okay, Stalin, so, yes. 
okay, if it was young Stalin though, I would definitely give him a pass because damn, he would he was well, and he's just robbing banks, you know. Well, but also, but also, he you was a hottie. You. I mean, he was he was a hottie. He was a hottie back then. He was definitely a hottie. Also, he was a communist hottie, which means I mean, I'd be one hundred percent behind. Just, you know. Plus, plus, yeah. but you know, when you start purging, yeah, that's the bad people, part. Yeah. At, at that point, I'm going to burn you. Yeah. That's just uh, yeah. you, into the fire with you. Yeah, tanker, tankies are bad. And don't cry about left unity stuff. They're... Th- uh, mm. I, I... Don't look at me for no, that. No, not looking, no. <laughs> like, like, left unity is hard enough because there's too many people with purity politics. We want everyone to be super pure on stuff. But, like, tankies are just, like, too far. You know when you hear people like defend shit, yeah, and when you get to a certain point, you you just like you can wrap that up in a bunch of really pretty words. And I hate Nazis too, but maybe gulags are a bad idea. Yeah, just a suggestion. Well, yeah. Okay, maybe don't stick people in gulags. Okay, okay, but I have a counter for for gulags exact for only for gulags. All the other stuff. It would be really nice to have some for what the uh for you know when we send all of the uh I don't know like the one hundred something people who are actively causing everything to be bad for us by hoarding all the world's wealth. Can I make a counterpoint to gulags? Well, you can also just eat them. We can just chop their heads off and make some real good pork. Okay, I was gonna say fire, but you know. No, no, I was gonna I was gonna say like we we literally chop their heads off and eat them. We cannibalize them in front of their children. Don't, don't. Okay, this is very, very important information to all of you young leftists out there. Do not eat the brains. Yeah, no, you get prions because that's where the prions are. Yeah, you the, don't want to get prion the brains disease. Are the so you want to focus. You want to focus on the buttocks and you want to focus on the calves, not the soft tissue. Yeah. Do not eat the soft tissue of the rich. Everything else, go nuts. Yeah, yeah, and and I w- wouldn't you want to have some like rich person bacon? Just saying. I try it. I try too. Now that being I said, uh, cannibalism aside, um, during uh, and World War, so after World War Two in uh, 1949, criminals paralyzed the Human Torch uh, and Toro with a spray of Solution X-R, which they obtained from the Soviet Union. The criminals left Toro behind, believing uh, him to be. It buried the Turks in the Nevada da- desert. Uh, Toro retired from crime fighting uh, upon recovering in in night sorry in nineteen fifty three in December. An atomic bomb test released the torch, who was assumed uh, who assumed his partnership with Toro, who reassumed his partnership with Toro for more than two uh, af- for more than two years. Um. How old are they at this point? Probably adult. I don't know, but I know he was a child soldier, and he was sent something called the child, the kid commandos. See, this this is why I'm asking. Well, this was. I mean, that would have been like what? Like, I don't even want to do the math, honestly. No, I know, but he was a kid with really sick parents who then got taken in by some carnies and then kidnapped by the Human Torch. Made into a child soldier, then retired, which either means I'm really old, so I'm too old for this, or it means I'm an adult and I've decided that maybe this isn't for me. So I'm just trying to figure out how, 
who got roped back into this? Was it the adult that just escaped their their awful childhood, or is it an old grizzled man? I feel like it. Well, it would be more of like a young man, probably. You know, what who some would term a uh, battle ready age, although he was already you know a child <laughs> when he <laughs> literally killed Hitler. Um, Which again. We stand. <laughs> I feel. I feel like I would. I would take. I would try to take a picture with me, like a selfie. Be like, "Yo, what's up?" While shooting fire on my fingertips, Adam, yeah. and be like, "Yo, yep. I should never have to buy a beer in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All my dinners and beer should be free. Yeah, I should want for nothing. I have rendered this service to humanity. So, uh, so, so yeah. After so. Basically, the Human Torch had a bunch of radiation from the bomb blasts. It was causing him to malfunction, and he bid farewell to the uh, to Toro and flew into the desert, where he emitted a burst of energy and became deactivated. Toro uh, eventually realized that the Human Torch had died, quote-unquote, and so Toro retired from crime fighting again, married, led a normal life, and in relative obscurity. Years later, the Mad Thinker found and reactivated the torch and forced him to try to destroy the Fantastic Four. Uh, the, the Human Torch was deactivated, supposedly permanently, in the course of the battle, although later would become reprogrammed and rebuilt into Vision. The reason why I did not want to talk about uh, uh, Hank Pym's family is because the Vision is part of it, which means I would have to go about the Human Torch, because the right. Human Torch was torn into the Vision. Uh-huh. And the, but but the thing is the vision was was it's technically Ultron's son because Ultron wanted to make There's a lot going on. Yeah. So like about 16 hours ago when I was still asking questions trying to make this make sense, I I got told that Jesse didn't want to go into it. It's so- and and we're now hitting the wall where I'm like uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want <laughs> I was I was no. so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed nope. and curious. And, and, and I'll give you one more thing about it. The Vision's brain pattern is based off of a dead person's who later turned into pure energy. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Yeah, no, there's a lot going I got, on. I got nothing. There's a lot going on. And that, the only reason I mention it is because the Vision was brought up and the Vision is a lot. A lot going on with the Vision. Uh... So, I I really feel like they rush through all of th- I, I feel like there's a novel in about every three sentences that you s- say about this, and I don't think they've written it. I think no, they just wrote. No, they have. They have. Do you have entire comic books? We have entire like year long like comic book stuff like going over this specifically. What like about Tom and Ellie's life at the circus? Oh no, no, they're not important. No, but but oh, but oh you no, could. you're oh no, you could no. Well, you're you know you're talking about the people who don't matter. <laughs> no, but if, okay, no, I'm joking. I resent that. No, no, I no, I'm joking. I know you didn't mean that, and I no, still I did, resent no, it. No, I did. No, I don't mean it at all. <laughs> Tom and Ellie deserve a novel. Yeah, uh, well, sometimes people go into it, and sometimes they ruin a character because of it. I'm looking. Yeah, that's fair. So, um. <laughs> 
I'm actually looking. I'm looking at so many characters. Basically, anything involving Wolverine, where they're just like, "Wow, let's make like explain his past." They make him actively worse where they do it. Uh, I, I've, you've only told me about like two different plot lines, and yet I'm finding them infinitely more interesting than Wolverine or any of the ones that I've actually heard of. Like, I went to see Logan. Well, no, if you go into, like, if you talk about Wolverine, like, actually, there's a lot of plot points that is, like, there. It's just, they retread the same thing over and over again. But honestly, yeah, I tend not- to find the, the B-listers and C-listers more interesting, because they tend to be thrown into stories that make less sense than they should. Yeah, I've, I mean, it's not that Wolverine doesn't have a plot, it's just that this one's cooler. Yeah, also he killed Hitler. Also, he killed Hitler. Wolverine, Why aren't we Wolverine talking about this Hitler. person more? He was alive in World War II. He was. He could have killed Hitler. No. Yeah. He could. He could have he marched could've... through Berlin, like with like just just regenerating all over the place. But no. Yeah. And he could have even set him on fire if he wanted to. But you know. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So so basically, yeah, we have the vision uh, because the Human Torch was brought back. Um. So. Funeral services, so wait, funeral services were announced for the original Human Torch, and Thomas Raymond decided to attend. The Mad Thinker confronted Raymond outside the cemetery and drugged him. When Tora awoke, the drug had given him perpetu- uh, partial amnesia, and the original Thinker convinced him that he was original Human Torch. Um. Moreover, the Thinker had fashioned a collar, collar, collar around um, Tora's neck, which he could use to induce enough pain to force Tora to act as his servant. However, the battle between Toro and the Submariner, the collar was damaged uh, so that it could not hurt him, and Toro joined forces with the Submariner against the to- uh, the Tinkerer. Oh no, the Thinker. Sorry, the Tinkerer is a is is good. He's a he's a blue collar science gun slash suit maker for the blue collar uh, New York City villains who just want to do petty crime. So, okay. No. But but was he polluting the sea? I mean, probably indirectly, but so is anything but capitalistic. Well, that's that's what I'm wondering about. Why did he team up with the sea god? Well, well, some well, the submariner was part of the invaders as well. He hated okay. the Nazis more than he hated the rest of the surface world. So okay, so he just teamed up because Nazis. Yeah, which is a good reason. Yeah. Okay. Like I just thought maybe he was actually stopping ocean pollution by doing so or something. I'm, but uh, I mean, eh, probably not. Um so enraged at the uh thinker for enslaving and brainwashing him, Toro attacked the thinker, who was using a skycraft. Toro entered the ship's rocket tube and used his own power to propel it towards the the thinker's Pacific Ocean laboratory where the Ship crashed and exploded. The Thinker uh, escaped through a teleportation device, but Toro was destroyed by the cat crash. So, do you want to know how big he was when he first was? He was an invader. How tall he was how- and how much he weighed. Tall. Uh, he was right five four and weighed one fifteen. He was a tiny child. He's my size. He was a tiny child. That is literally my size and weight. Yeah, get, so so it was it was a boy your size because apparently you're also tiny. 
that, yes, I guess that that was a boy. But, that was a boy. That was a straight up boy. That was a boy ass boy, who was part of the kid commandos. Yeah, as an adult, he was like just normal, whatever. But he has blue eyes, black uh, black hair. Um, you know, he did regular exercise. Um, and he was on fire. He can fly. Uh, they do a lot of things to save themselves from people like, well, actually, here. But I, I, I feel, I feel even more synergy now because I feel like. Yeah. What if you I were? Can, you could be on fire. Yeah. What if I was on fire? <laughs> what if I? Yeah, so he can basically absorb oxygen and fly and shoot fire about like twenty five hundred Fahrenheit, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the math on that to make it in Celsius. I think you're starting to get into Kelvin at that point. Yeah, it's 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 pretty hot. <laughs> Enough to melt through tanks. Like you could fly through a oh, tank. Yeah. yeah. Um that can in fact melt steel beams. Yeah. Um now he he's also just like immune to fire, apparently because he literally has a bestos in his blood. Uh so Yeah. And yet no mesothelioma. Now now I do have one more question. Are they still dead? I'm only saying no because I hope not. As far as I know, it's it's no. So he was resurrected. Um resurrected, quote unquote. Because uh he was actually one of the War II era villains who were sent to the future prior to the secret invasion. And that's what I was talking about earlier, where uh, Norman Osborn got the kill shot on the Queen, and that that they're doing the um the alien shapeshifter invasion. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Wow, we're really going okay. So, okay, so yep. they were so he was sent to the future, okay, prior to that, and he learned of his impending demise. He, with the other members of the invaders, and some time displaced Avengers, battled the Red Skull for the possession of the Cosmic Cube. And uh-huh. the Cosmic Cube, by the way, is something that basically has planetary control over it. Like, you could just, it's basically a wish box. Like, when you hold it, you can be like, I want everyone's hair to be made out of spaghetti. And it would be made out of spaghetti. And it would rewrite Ew. reality yes. to be that. For, right. Since the beginning. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, the Red Skull is, uh, is, is basically was Hitler's right hand man. And so does that goal. mean? So does that mean Toro is a villain now? No, no, no. He fought. He he fought with the Avengers and uh yeah t- t- to take the Cosmic Cube from the Red Skull. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the two the two Avengers teams return to the present, but not before Bucky, who died a little bit before the end of the war, because he was on a missile. By the way, he died on a missile but guess what he wasn't he was actually he actually lost his arm and then he was taken in by the soviet uh well not by the soviet but he was taken in by like a secret organization and he was uh he was made into the winter soldier also it turns out that bucky a child a child was doing assassination work because uh they thought that steve rogers was too good to do it so he was a child assassin. Was as he well. in the Kid Commanders? Yes, as well? he was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they said, but he did child soldiers and child assassins. No, but he did secret black ops assassinations when he was a teenager. Um, 
fair enough. So, I mean, not really, but we're going to go with it. So Bucky wished for his friends to come back to life using the Cosmic Cube. Arcus, who was actually the original Vision, um, was present when Thomas awoke and helped him on his journey to, to you know, just be, you know, in the present day. Uh, and later, in the Evaders Now, he was uh, rejoined his former teammates um, to the site where the team committed their biggest sin um, in effort to correct the wrongs made during World War II. And it was also discovered that he wasn't a mutant. He was actually a human because of the Terrigen Mists going around. The, well, the Terrigen Mists are what make humans, which are like these... <sighs> you, you can't hear it, but I'm just staring at yeah. Jesse so, with my so, mouth open. Let me, let me try to explain what the Inhumans are, what the Terrigen Mists do. Because this is just... He, he's going to keep talking, and it's going to keep not making sense, and I'm just going to start nodding. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if I go on this line alone, I could probably talk for about two hours. Just to give you all the context about it, and then there would still be less context than you need to fully understand it. <laughs> so, but the in- I'm pulling a face. So the Inhumans <laughs> are a group of ostensibly genetically engineered humans that were created by the Kree who needed super soldiers to replenish their, basically their army to have stronger people. So, okay. And Kree, you keep saying Kree. They're blue people, alien blue people. Okay. Are are they named after the Kree? I don't know. Okay, that was it's spelled the same. Any question? I don't know. Maybe if they were, then that's very bad for the tribe because the Kree suck. (laughs) But so the Kree genetically engineered a bunch of humans back like way in the day, like caveman times, and they're going to be like, okay, cool, we're going to have all these super soldiers that we can kind of just expose this mist to to get like you know, different powers. And the thing is, like, they don't have, like, a set power. Like, it could be, like, any goddamn power. Like, to the point that, Christ, I cannot get into inhuman society. Sorry, I'm, 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 jo- I'm not joking when I say I could talk about this for two I, hours. I like that there's a whole society, though. <laughs> yeah. that, that's actually got me interested. But, well, um, so, but it turns it's, out... It's, it's very late and my housemate's going to kill yeah, me yeah. if I'm too much yeah, longer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, but it turns out that he was actually inhuman instead. And, okay. And the reason why he's inhuman is probably because they didn't want to make him a mutant because Marvel, was, Marvel as a company was trying to make less mutants so Fox would have less uh, fodder to work with for like their X-Men stuff. But it turns out Disney bought Fox so now they don't have to do that. Now they're making a lot more mutants. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So, that's it. I'm not going to talk anything more about this. I'm <laughs> not joking. I can... I. The thing is, I also know off this off the top of my head. This is where all the information that could have been useful is at. <laughs> as, as, a, as a fellow connoisseur of useless knowledge, I understand and appreciate this gift you have given the rest of us. <sighs> so, because... I'm sure as hell not going to memorize all. I'm not even. I'm not even going to tell you about the bird people who were like who were apparently inhumans. I mean, I genuinely want to know. 
just not right this second. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna end this, like, real soon. But I feel like if you want to, I could have you on to do just a bonus episode where you just ask me a question and I just tell you about it until you get some understanding. That would be really fun. Now. I would be up for that. Now, I can do that. Um, I'm about to end this this season of 600 plus episodes. Um, Jesus. Uh, I'm about to end this season, so I'll do it maybe in the in-between. When I, I, before I, I go to the next book of 200-something. Um, <laughs> questions are my specialty. But, but we'll do it then. So, man, I knew a lot before I started doing this podcast. I know even more now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that is so, so that I'm going to just I'm just going to end the podcast here. We have one more episode this week of coming out, so you do the plugs then. Um, well, this has been I'm just going to skip plugs. So, this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is served. Good night. Wait.